Trans Africa Radio, made in Africa. 28 minutes after 12 p.m. Central African time. In the background, it's sweet sounds coming through from the land of Kenya. Saudi Soul is the band, and that one is titled Koliko Jana. Plus 27792544329 on the WhatsApp line. We are taking your questions. I am in studio with Lynn Robinson, a psychotherapist all the way from the USA, and we're talking all things gender-based violence today. We covered quite a bit before the music break. If you just joined us, welcome to Lifestyle. Um, Lynn and I were actually talking off air about how indoctrinated, so to say, even women have become to the idea of gender-based violence, uh, to the idea of, um, I would say, even e- even rape. Like we, we 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 hold a certain level of guilt that we question even our you know uh, sisters when they get raped and 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 females that we know. Absolutely. Let me start this off by saying, this little piece off by saying that um, rape can not only happen in a marriage, but it doesn't need to be penetration by a penis. Mm. It doesn't need to be penetration mm. at all to be considered rape. It can just be exposure. Mm. Exposure by a man to a woman. So... Just, it, it's just amazing the myths that we have about what rape is, what abuse mm. is. And um, so why, why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult to change? Why is it so difficult for women to speak out? Because of 2,000 years of the patriarchy. Mm. You used a wonderful term called a patriarchal princess. I think Absolutely. That- There's too many of those <laughs> walking around defending a men who violate women. Absolutely. Um, I, a year ago, I uh, came to South Africa and I spoke with somebody and she said, don't you think Me Too has gone too far? A woman who isn't able to support her own sisters. And this happens so much because we've been abused as mm. women. And we've normalized it. And we've normalized it. Well said. Wow. Now you have a personal experience of your own. Yes. Um, when I was 10 years old, um, I came, I was born and raised in England, and I came to America and mm-hmm. on board the ship, which is a, a cargo ship, so there were very few people. At 10 years old, you want something to do, and it wasn't a carnival cruise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so my parents let me go swimming with somebody, a man who knew how to swim, mm-hmm. and I knew how to swim. And trusted him. And I trusted him, and so did my parents. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that what happened would happen, and I was, um, and I was abused by this man um, for several weeks. Um, uh, at one point, I was able to get away, um, mm-hmm. which was really helpful to the psyche. I was able to get out mm-hmm. um, when he had taken me into his room. But I didn't tell my parents, particularly not my father, and there were two reasons, and I'm bringing this up because um, particularly for children... We do not have the words to express what happened. In our guts, in our physical Mm. beings, we know something is wrong. Wrong. But several things happen in our brains. We've been taught that our parents are right, that elders are right, Mm -hmm. that grown-ups know better. And don't question it. And never question that. So that's the, the first gird of that. The second is that we don't have words for sex when we're 10 years old. Mm. We don't have words for intercourse. We don't have words for abuse. We don't know. We only know what our parents 
have taught us, and particularly in the 60s when this happened to me, um, the, people didn't talk about sex. So we need to talk about sex with our children. Yeah. The second part of the story is, so, so that memory went underground until I was 32 years old in graduate school, and we started to talk about these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the memory reappeared, and I got to work on it. Luckily, I got to heal that. Mm-hmm. Later on down the line, two years ago, when I was 61, I was at a Christmas party, and I heard a man on the other side of the room say, um, why didn't she come forward and speak up 20 years ago? And what he was referring to... Very common question. Very common question. He was referring to the Kavanaugh nomination for uh, Supreme Court justice in the United States. Mm. So I pulled that man aside and I said, can I tell you a story that's personal? Mm. And I explained the story to him. And that myth, so it's exposing another myth that if a woman doesn't come forward... Immediately. It never happened. It never happened. She has ulterior motives. Absolutely. Um, She's trying to ruin his reputation. Uh, All different types of weird explanations that really have nothing to do with anything. Exactly. And so that goes back to the patriarchy and what women... Women have been taught to believe, to be subservient, to be quiet, to not speak out, and also, as we talked about earlier, that they're not going to be believed. Mm. Particularly if you have had something to drink as a woman, yes. oh, that feeds into maybe it was my fault. Mm. The guilt. The guilt, exactly. I think it's very important for people to go out there and actually get help like you did. Um, unfortunately, that's not always the case. If we have to talk about statistics, we always only talk about reported cases and not about, you know, the numbers of women who just kind of die in silence. Die inside in silence. Absolutely. Die in silence possibly because they were raped and killed or die in silence inside yeah. because they never speak their story mm-hmm. because they want to protect their children. They want to protect their parents. They want to protect their reputation. Their reputation, and they feel humiliated. That's Mm. one of the big, big, big outcomes of rape is humiliation. Mm. And it's the hardest and most vulnerable place inside. We talked about a few stats off air, like staggering numbers. Um, And I definitely want you to share that with the listeners. Because South Africa's stats seem to be very different to... Like some parts of the world and higher than absolutely. So we know that one in three worldwide experience physical or sexual abuse in South Africa. um, Excuse me, and one in five are sexually abused Mm -hmm. worldwide in South Africa. However, for some reason, it's two in five. Wow, isn't that staggering? It's very alarming. Unfortunately, it makes women fifty percent more likely to contract HIV virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, another staggering figure, in South Africa, there are 19,000 child victims of rape oh. per year. 19,000 reported. 19,000 reported. Thank you for underlining that. So we don't know how many go unreported mm. or how many are reported and not followed up on. Mm-hmm. Staggering, Very, very staggering. And this is why I say it's very important to actually get help for it. But I I guess, you know, the journey and uh, the transition and the decision to actually go out there and get the help that, you know, a victim 
needs is is a very big one. It is. And 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 some people just don't feel comfortable. Um some people also feel like they don't afford it. Um unfortunately and 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 that's just the reality of you know a lot of women absolutely and the word agency comes to mind as well because if you're living in a rural area where there is i believe a higher incident of rape mm-hmm. um or if you're living in an area where your education hasn't been to the matric level you may not have a computer mm-hmm. you may not have a phone you may not have agency of knowing where to go mm-hmm. um and i'll give you a website address afterwards that if you can post please on your do website. we can mention it right now on air i also will be posting up on our uh, socials that is at transafrica 872 so you'll look out for that as well as instagram at transafrica radio one place to go if you have a uh, computer yeah um and i'll read this out and you can post it also on the website is https://justice.gov.za/safetyplan so that's a very important place to mm. go if you want to get a safety plan for yourself and there are lots of things on there to show you connections of different websites mm-hmm. um www.justice.gov.za/v for victor g for george/shelter-database mm-hmm. and you will find a shelter uh it's for all of south africa you'll find a shelter in your area Oh wow. So I definitely will be posting that up on our socials um and uh, posting up some pictures so you can put a face to the name of Lynn Robinson who has been so kind enough to actually come through to the studio and actually just talked to us about a very very sensitive and topical issue right here in South Africa. So yeah, um before we wrap it up though, I would just like to say uh it's wonderful to know about this and break the silence, but for those of you who need to get safe Here are some ways to do that. Have a plan. Get information helps you avoid minimize violence. Please take something and list the things and people that um expose you to danger so that you can start to find ways to avoid them. Set out action steps for yourself. Mm. Quick and safe ways to get away. Um write notes on a notepaper write numbers texts of places and people that you can go to be safe mm-hmm. including friends and family that you trust and have a ready bag you may leave that with a family member or a friend mm-hmm. with necessities including your id money credit cards if you have them and anything for a child if you have a child yeah um and and yeah like this has been a very fruitful conversation um i must say um as for the children though uh, advice to kids that could be listening right now advice to kids i would say if you're listening go and speak what you know to your parents um particularly your mother um let them know what is happening if you can if you feel safe enough if you don't feel safe with your parents perhaps go to a teacher if you feel safe with them mm-hmm. um if it is a teacher that is perpetrating an abuse crime to you please go to the principal um in your school or go to the police if you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. that um we again we will write phone numbers down on mm-hmm. the website so that you can have somewhere to call if none of those people feel safe to you 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Lynn. It's been so, so good talking to you, learning more. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is not the last time we will hear from you. <laughs> I'm hoping you'll make a follow-up um, you know, interview and come back and talk to us um, pretty soon right here on the Station of the Gods and Home of African Music. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here today. May this be for the good of all women. Absolutely. Plus two seven double one double four double seven one seven six on the hotline bling. We're still doing it like we're doing it for TV all the way till two PM Central African time. So do keep it locked right here on Lifestyle. I had to find my booms. Despite easy struggles are behind the scenes. Yo, what's up? And back as I keep a line of scheme, and I would find it all if I had it. Yo, what's up? It's your favorite letter Q. But for those of you who don't know me, allow me to reintroduce myself. As your favorite letter Q, Queen of Ratchet on the airwaves, Chocolate Barbie, if you like, join me every weekday on Life- Lifestyle, Lifestyle 872, between the hours of 11am, all the way up until 2pm Central African time. TV, baby! Trans Africa Radio, one voice, one from Joburg, South Africa, this is Lifestyle on Trans Africa Radio. The only station in the world to play you 100% African music. This is Trans Africa Radio, One Voice, One Africa. I am your host with the most, your favorite letter Q. But for those of you who don't know me, allow me to reintroduce myself. Better known as your favorite letter Q, Queen of Ratchet on the Airwaves, Chocolate Barbie, if you like. I do this every weekday between 11 a.m. all the way up until 2 p.m. Central African time. Now, today, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking to Lynn Robinson. She is a psychotherapist licensed in uh, California, working with individuals with various issues, including depression, trauma, substance um, abuse, and uh, chronic illness and self-growth. Um, she's worked with people living with HIV and AIDS since 1985, and she's also a clinical uh, director in residences for people living with HIV and AIDS since 1996. Several spans in Soweto in South Africa, Alexandria, and other areas working with women and adults who are living or infected with HIV and AIDS, as well as assessing healthcare programs. Currently, a clinical director of, or, of training and staff development in a Catholic Charities of San Francisco with a small private practice in, uh, is it Marin Country? Marin County. County. Oh my, too far screen. I'm sorry. But <laughs> we welcome you to the Station of the Gods. Welcome to Trans-Africa Radio. Thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here. I'm so, so happy because today we're going to be talking about a very, very sensitive and topical issue um, in the land of South Africa and Africa as a whole. It's actually widespread all around the world, but I think particularly in South Africa, gender-based violence has become one issue that is probably the most spoken about, especially on socials. Um, We've had some recent cases of young women who have come out and told their horror stories, and this has been the week that we heard of young young lady by the name of Yamkela. Uh, she's been trending and the hashtag to use if you want to find out more information about her is justice for Yamkela. So um, uh, today I have uh, yeah, the pleasure of speaking to you and uh, just kind of breaking it down as to why we are where we are in 2020 and why this is such a, uh, I think, a topical issue that we're talking about more and more, more than ever before. Yes. 
And I wonder if I can just say a couple of things before we even enter. Yeah. One is that this program should come for the good of all women mm -hmm. um, and for the... Uh, for the safety of all women across the world. Um, second of all, I'd just like to say that for for this particular program, we're going to speak about women versus men, but mm -hmm. not versus women and men yeah. and how they interact. But um, I just want to name for the LGBTQI uh, and the trans um, community yeah. that we are in no way saying men and women or or heteronormative are the only kind of relationships Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Alrighty then. With that said, um, rape culture in South Africa is something that has been broken down more and more in recent years. I think there's always been a question around consent yes. and how important it is, even with, you know, hetero more normal you know relationships where I am uh, typically in a relationship with my boo and um, we find that he violates me sexually but there's always those myths around but he's your boyfriend so yes. yes do you know that in the United States I don't know the laws here but in the United States which everybody in the world thinks is such a forward-thinking country free world free world and um, there it did not become illegal in all 50 states until, I believe, 1993. Wow. Uh, marriage rape was only illegalized in 50 states in 1993. So you, you can see the world has not come very far very quickly. Mm -hmm. Wow, that, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely crazy. And fast forward to 2020. Fast forward to 2020, and we have so many places in the world that still believe a woman is a is something that a man owns, that the female is something that a male owns in a relationship, sometimes in the marriage, sometimes even just in a long-term relationship. Yeah, I think uh, when we really go back into um, how this became a culture, um, we have to look at one's upbringing. Yes. Um as well as their religion. Religion, traditions. Traditions as well. Yes, here in South Africa, I think you have more than 12 tribes living in one country. Yeah. And each tribe, is that the right word to use here in South Africa's yeah. tribe? <laughs> each tribe has its own traditions. Mm -hmm. So you might even find in some tribes that, that um, women have more rights than in other tribes. Mm -hmm. But I think, so that's the under A bigger voice too. A bigger a, a, women have a bigger voice, and or men have a bigger voice. Yeah, yeah. So the the balance can mm -hmm. be very different. Um, you also have a history where there's been domination by another culture, another race. Uh, there's been colonialization. There's been suppression of of rights that has. Um, suppressed people for years, for centuries here. And so that, that plays into um, the gender-based violence also. Okay. Now, I'm trying to bridge the gap because um, you obviously coming from America, having worked with a lot of South Africans, um, have quite a bit of an experience to say that this is where our similarities kind of lie, especially when it comes to myths around rape. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to just name a yeah, few? Yeah, break them down. Uh, name a few myths. So one of the biggest myths that's out there um, is that a husband can't rape their wife, and mm. as you brought up earlier, which really leads to something around consent. And I think this is a worldwide myth also, that consent is something that you give once. 
that consent is something that you give. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have an expiry date. It doesn't have an expiry date. So in the hour that there's contact between a man and a woman. He or can. Between, but yes, that between two people, that the woman is either alluding to, not even verbally saying, yes, mm. let's, let's have sex, but... Maybe she's enjoying kissing, but yeah. things get too far and she starts to... Getting uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable. She's already starting to give messages, and that becomes non-consensual. As women learn, as we go on and we bust these myths and we start to break the silence, women can then start to have words of how to say no. Mm. The problem with that is that men then very often will come out with, because of their traditional beliefs, mm. that if a woman is pushing them away, well, they need to try just that much harder. Yeah. Convince me. Convince me. Really show me. And then it can really come into a fight. Or mm -hmm. it can She's come playing into hard violence. to get. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, she wants me to work harder for it. Right. Uh, things that just get thrown around. And for the longest time, I thought this was something that African men um, were kind of taught. Mm -hmm. I need to find out it's a worldwide. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. And I think it, it differs in different areas. Mm -hmm. um, it's more... Um, maybe dominant in certain areas where men are more assertive, where they do feel they're the protector, where they do feel like they have all rights in a relationship. Wow. Um, one, of the, one of the myths that is important here also is that, um, I don't know the statistics, the exact percentage, but most rapes, most rapes are with people who are familiar. Yes. You were saying earlier that there, uh, that in, just in your group, you know that, that... Yeah, we were speaking off air, and I was just thinking to myself, my circle of friends, just in my small circle of friends, a friend circle of about six women, mm -hmm. I am the only one who has never been in a situation of, like, sexual violation, rape, non-consensual uh, non yeah, yeah. situations. So that, to me, is alarming in itself. Yes. I don't think I have to actually look at other studies. If I could just look around me, mm -hmm. that was scary enough. And one of the things that comes to mind when you say that is that that cuts across social, economic class and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the intersections of many things that rape doesn't, ch it doesn't get chosen in a rural area, it doesn't yep. get chosen because it's in a city. It can happen anywhere. anywhere. Right. If you have any questions for um, Lynn Robinson, do hit me up at plus two seven seven nine two five four four three two nine. We're talking all things gender-based violence, a very topical issue in the land of South Africa and Africa as a whole. I do know that uh, many of you probably have questions, um, especially around, you know, the the movement of the Me Too and and why now and why is it that we're only finding out the alarming numbers at this time? You know, what is it that we can do as women to even protect ourselves? Plus two seven double one double four double seven one seven six on the hotline blank. That's plus two seven double one double four double seven one seven six. Now continuing with our conversation right here, um, there are different types of abuse and a lot of the time, I think people think it's very, it's, it's very, you know, cut and dry. Like, it's, it's black and white. There's no gray shaded areas of, you know, things that could possibly lead you into a very abusive situation. Right. One of the things I like to preface that with is um, women as well have been inculcated to believe certain things mm. about what being a woman is. Yeah. 
how to be well behaved, mm. how to not talk too much, maybe not talk too loud, mm-hmm. um, not speak out and show what you know, because that's the man's job. The man should be the one to know. So there are many, many myths or um, just ways of being in the world. Social context. Social yeah. context, exactly. Um, so that's an important one to remember because um, as we learn more about what abuse is, we can begin to see when we get into a relationship. Red what flags. Red flags, exactly. Thanks for shortening that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the ways that uh, abuse shows up is physical injury. Yeah. Now, that may not show on the outside, depending on how good a perpetrator is. True story. Um, We've so heard many like horror stories about how men um, have become rather, you know, like uh, clever. Yes, Exactly. About how they, 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 they physically abuse their wives and their partners yes. um, in places where people won't see. Right. Exactly. So bodily harm. Bodily harm, including FGM. And if people don't know what that is, female genital mutilation. Oh, my God. So in Africa, very high percentage, mm. in, particularly uh, in West Africa and some in East Africa, mm-hmm. um, where women uh, get fistulas or uh, die in childbirth, are yeah. um, ripped open and die of uh, horrible, horrible deaths um, of septicemia. Um, verbal abuse, mm. which is um, undermining um, emotional and psychological yeah. Uh, the sexual abuse we've talked about, isolation. So isolating your partner from your friends. Now, this can happen in both directions. It could be male to female or female to male. But um, for these, uh, for this instance, we're talking about male to female. Mm-hmm. Actual confinement. Um, very often somebody who abuses feels threatened when the other partner, when the partner in the relationship is smart has uh, has um, a way of uh, agency in the world, is able mm-hmm. to get along in the is world. Is confident. Is confident in the world, exactly. Yeah. Um, so confinement might be one. Coercion is all of these things. Coercion mm. is getting somebody to do what you want them to do, breaking them down. And finally... Um, well, not finally, but gaslighting is a very important one, which I can go into more detail in because it's a very manipulative and in, um, j- just something that is very covert um, and is hard to recognize until you see all the pieces. Yeah. And then last but not least, grooming and the sex slave industry, which is maybe the worst of, of all. Mm. Um, so would you like me to go into more detail about, about these, um, any particular one? Absolutely, particularly when we're going to talk about children. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's such a hard one to, to, to kind of wrap your head around yes. um, and just comprehend because um, if, if, if a grown woman is being abused and is being broken down psychologically, physically, uh, sexually and otherwise, like you have to also think how much that does to a child. Absolutely. And so a couple of things here. I want to break the, the myth just in case anyone's listening and might think, oh, yes, well, a woman has more choice. Um, 
that that's also a bit of a myth. A woman mm -hmm. doesn't always have that much of a choice depending on how she's grown up mm -hmm. and, and what she's holding and what truth she believes are. That's, that's actually very true because in the most recent case that South Africans have, you know, kind of been talking about, the girl I mentioned, Yamgela, justice mm -hmm. for Yamgela. At this time, we heard the recording of her. She was brave enough to record the entire uh, audio. Mm -hmm. And she literally gets to a point where she is negotiating with her rapist. Wow. And we have to listen to that. Yeah. And it basically is an exchange of her going back and forth with him, um, talking about how she doesn't want him to penetrate her. Mm -hmm. can, can, is there any other way that they could do this? Can, right. You, you get what I mean? Absolutely. Oral sex, some, something else, please just Absolutely. don't do this. And it trickles down to him actually raping her. Mm -hmm. And she gets to a point where she says, whatever happens, just, just please do not, do not excrete <laughs> your mm -hmm. sperm inside mm -hmm. of me. Yeah. Yeah. So a way for her, and many women learn this, ways to negotiate their way out of something that, mm -hmm. that they're not, they... Actually, she, she was quite an amazing woman mm -hmm. that she was able to negotiate in this moment where your brain really goes offline usually when mm -hmm. you're in trauma. She was in a traumatic situation where she was overcome. And the fact that she had the ability to stay there and negotiate is phenomenal. Many women will just not be able to do that. That's mm. not for right or wrong or good or bad, mm. but that's what happens in a yeah. trauma situation is our brains actually, our frontal lobes go away and we're in reaction. Mm. Yeah. So amazing. What an amazing woman she Such a is. sad story. Uh, we do believe, as she even mentions, um, that she has been raped twice before. <sighs> and at that moment, she's trying to explain to him her trauma to say don't do this yeah okay this has happened to me two times before you are the third person yeah are you really going to go through with this right wow Whew. i sure hope she's got help i sure hope she has been taken to a place where she can get some really good trauma therapy yeah and be able to release some of this from her body Oh my gosh. Plus two seven seven nine two five four four three two nine. We're about to go into a music break. Do hit me up with any one of your questions for Lynn Robinson in studio today. We're talking all things gender based violence, um, the myths around it, the different types of abuse. You know, if you have a personal story that you just kind of need advice on, uh, Lynn is in studio. She is a, a psychotherapist, so she's probably the best person to ask <laughs> right now. Plus two seven double one double four double seven one seven six. This is Trans Africa Radio.